Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Cavall, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? amigos and welcome to another emergency episode of not another socks podcast i am jack webster here with matt galvale and matt lebeau as always fellas we extended Raphael devers <laughs> finally man finally you know um there was a lot like like lebeau was saying in the group chat this morning there was a lot of smoke and uh we eventually got fire this afternoon and uh it was good i mean they had to get it done, you know. They really didn't have a choice. Um, the last couple of days, they've been chirped um, on the national stage, and uh, this is it. I mean, they the pressure was on them to get it done, and they finally got it done. And you know, the end at the end of the day, they just didn't have a choice. They had to get it done. Yeah, they, 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 they didn't. And it's, no, they you know. didn't have a choice at all. They didn't have a choice at all. It was either do this or sell the team. And quite frankly, I am on my knees barking directly at it. I am very horny for this. I am actually incredibly horny over this. This is um, this is the best piece of Red Sox news that, uh, in my opinion, that we've had since... I, I mean, I really don't... I, I think you'd have to go back since to... 2018, yeah. Since, since we won yeah, the World Series, essentially, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think winning the World Series, but that's not, like, news that, you know, so, like, this would be the best, like, like front office moment since JD or like, I don't know. Alex Cora coming back was awesome. That was awesome. That was big, but this is like, you know, this is your franchise player, not your manager, you know? So yeah. Yeah. This is just incredible. And I'm, like I said, I'm just incredibly horny over it. Yeah. He's got absolutely. The John Henry finally came back to uh, Fenway park uh, over the weekend to uh, see his beloved Pittsburgh penguins. And he's like, oh, yeah, shit, I have a baseball club here. I should probably do something about that. <laughs> For some reason, these people are booing me. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you know, I give Rafi another, like, 40 million. I don't even give a shit at this point. I, I fucking shit money. So, you know, I'm glad that uh, he finally opened up his uh, massive uh, checkbook and, you know, got this done. I think, you know, uh, it's very much a... Um, uh, breath of fresh air. It's very relieving that, uh, you know, we, we're not going to have to go through all this again. Right. And the other thing too, is it's, is it's not like it's an overpay. It's not like the Red Sox made a bad deal. Like it's a, I mean, I'm not saying it's small money. Don't get me wrong, but like where the market is, what is happening right now with free agents and, and baseball I definitely think he would have been able to get that on the open market. And he also probably would have went to a team that is maybe a little more serious about, well, no, see, I don't want to say that because Red Sox are definitely serious about winning just a different approach than we've seen in the past, but he maybe would have went to a team that's more ready to win like right, right now. You know, the Red Sox will figure out a way to build a roster for the next, you know, 11 years around Devers. But right now, you know, they're, they're not in contention for a World Series. Just unfortunate. Right. We still got time. There's still 
off seasons. There's still trade pieces. There's not a yep. lot of free agents left. We at least made some moves. We improved the bullpen, but you know, this is a guy that, you know, even if it's not for 2023, 20, 24 or whatever, you have this guy for 11 years until his age 37 season. There is going to be a lot of great baseball in Boston in between now and then. And he's going to be a cornerstone of that. And, you know, there's no opt outs. You don't have to worry about, you know, him, you know, leaving in three, four years like uh, he's seen with a lot of other deals. But um, it we we have our guy. We paid a fair price for it. And uh, it's, you know, honestly, finally nice to actually have that feeling of um, doing something. <laughs> yeah, right. It's nice to, uh, you know, finally sign, um, you know, homegrown talent um, and not let it walk away. Like, um, you know, Carabas tweeted earlier tonight that, uh, you know, he he wasn't going to be able to go through another one of these seasons where, okay, like we went through last year with Bogarts where it's like, all right, is he going to stay? Is he going to leave? And I don't think Red Sox fans could have handled like that again, um, you know, like we've seen in the past, um, you know, most notably with Bogarts last year. Um, so it's nice that they just got this done uh, before spring training. So we don't have to hear that constant, you know, storyline during spring training with Devers and then having it drag out throughout the entire season. So it's nice that they just got it done now and, and it's over with. And um, I, I do think some of the, uh, you know, the the PR nightmare that they had this weekend through the, with the Winter Classic had. Probably, uh, you know, the no, the negotiations definitely, yeah. it, it was a little bit of a kick in the ass, too, when he got booed at Fenway. Oh, I, I would definitely agree. And and, and the Red Sox have always been an organization that, like, puts that of high importance, like how they look, you know, what their image looks like. And when you have two hockey teams that have been around for, you know, almost 200 years combined, playing at Fenway Park and all anyone in Boston can talk about is how the Red Sox fucking suck and how the ownership doesn't want to spend any money and how Raphael Devers is not extended. Like that's a pretty tough look, you know, like don't get me wrong. There were plenty of people talking about the game, how awesome it was, what a great event, you know, it was. And and I was glad that it was in Boston, but you know, like my Twitter feed at least just because my mind is more Red Sox centric that's all people were talking about, you know, like yeah. and all the jokes that were made, like, you know, constantly about how it was the only win that was going to be a Fenway park, like all those things, you know, they, 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 I'm not saying they, they sit there and refresh Twitter like we do, but they have their finger on the pulse. Like they understand what we're saying and yeah. they know how we feel about it. It'd be nice if they talk to us, you know, every once in a while, but um, that's, not, that's I the digress. next thing. Yeah. It's the next thing. Yeah, exactly. And then also that like the what was it looked so bad. It was that the 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 sign that the kid brought into or he was going to bring into Fenway that oh, said Kate Devers. Devers. Yeah. And then they snatched it from him before he could get in. And it's like, it, dude, that yeah. looks weak. It was so bad. It was so bad. And it made you nervous because it was like, wow, they're really doing this. Like, what if what if their plan is like not to and they're going to do that yeah. the whole year? Like they're just going to do this the whole year. And it's like, what if, what if we become? But yeah. they, they, I even think they heard they admitted they were wrong on that. They, yeah, they, they did. did. They, yeah, they did. They did. Which they, they had to. They had to. I mean, you get asked about that. And here's the thing they probably still would have done it, but then they're going to go back and say, oh, we shouldn't have done that. But they still don't want it at the game. 
Like right. they don't want, yeah. like they don't want, and then they don't want the chance, like heard on TV, you know, like shit like that. Like it's just, they just want to protect themselves as much as possible. And I mean, you can't, when you, when you lose bets, when you lose Bogarts and when you almost lose Devers, you're not going to be able to protect yourself. But I'm just really happy it's done. You know, we've, we've criticized ownership plenty. We've criticized Heim Bloom plenty. Although this is not an anti-Heim Bloom podcast by any means. It's not a pro. We're kind of in the middle. Uh, but, you know, this is to celebrate the fact that they did something that we've been asking for for years now. Yeah. Heim Bloom has it in him, man. Signed the, the, the largest contract he's ever signed. Largest contract any Red Sox executive Eddie, yeah. has ever signed. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Awesome. I think that's more than the Rays' total franchise. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> but in all honesty, a deal like that does come out of you know the ownership's pocket. Like you're not going to be able to just do that as uh, president of baseball ops or GM or whatever. You need you you need to go to daddy and be like, Daddy, please, can I have some money for Raphael Devers? Right. And they're like, I don't know. Have you been good this year? And he's like, I've been so, so good. And you know, eventually, you know, he started raking the leaves and um, you know uh, <laughs> He did a really uh, good job driveway before everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, he he earned Raphael Devers. He earned that Raphael Devers money. Yeah. And uh, you know, you love to see all that hard work pay off. Yeah. yeah, and if good ownership, job, good. if ownership was smart, I think that like they would come out and say something that this was all Heim Bloom's doing. I don't think they will because I think they want to take some credit. But like, if ownership is hated, like they shouldn't care. But if Heim Bloom is hated, they should care. And are there still moves to be done? You know, we still don't have uh, somebody at second base or shortstop potentially to catch the ball that, uh, you know, is not named Christian Arroyo or Rob Ref Snyder. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, we get that figured out as well. Um, and, you know, there's still time. Uh, it, you know, all year we've heard that it's, you know, we're going to make a trade. We're going to make a trade. We're going to make a trade. And uh, we're still not there yet. But now you at least have, you know, a lot of other pieces of the puzzle figured out where you have the bullpen all set. The rotation's pretty much set. Maybe you add another guy. Uh, but now, you know, yeah, you either keep that farm depth or uh, you're able to actually, you know, use some of it for, for once to improve the major league team. Absolutely. Yeah. But like you said, Jack, the works, um, you know, this is, uh, you know, a, a, a definitely a huge, um, you know, signing that they had to make. It's it's one step um, in the right direction. Um, but obviously there's things that still need to be done with this roster if they want to, you know, seriously compete in 23. Um, but this is a good building block and it, and I guess it shows the team that they're, you know, it shows the rest of the guys that they're serious about the future of this team. So, um, you know, not only do you keep uh, a cornerstone piece in Devers, but, you know, it bodes well for the way the franchise looks to the people that are, to the players that you're on your, on your roster now and players that you could potentially have on your roster you know, yeah. in the next coming years, no, uh, you I, know, I free think... agents, you know, it helps with free agency too. Yeah. And it's a great point. Like if you're going to sit here and um, try to extend Cassis or Bayo, you know, you need to show them that like, Hey, there's going to be other guys here that are going to try to help you win. 
And same thing with like, you know, you sign a guy like Yoshida to a five-year deal, right? I mean, imagine if you sign him to a five-year deal and then you trade Devers this offseason or in the midseason. And he's like, I just came from fucking Japan, you know, committed to you guys for five years, the the best five years of, of you know, my career that I'll have in, in his prime, right? And now your best player is gone. Like, that that sucks. You're, you're signing players off the premise that you're going to compete. You know, you sign Justin Turner with the promise that, hey, this is the end of your career, but we'll compete. Kenley Jansen is the end of your career. You know, we'll compete. Yoshida, he's 29. He's not like he's like 21. So, hey, you know, you're going to be here until you're 34, 35. You know, we'll compete. So that it goes to show a lot that they're they're trying. And I, I, again, you know, they 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 deserve a lot of credit for this. They definitely do. It's nice. Absolutely. It's nice. It just feels nice. Like, that's all that you can really say at the end of the day. Like, it's a very happy day in Red Sox Nation, kind of like we were talking about before. You, you saw the uh, smoke and uh, uh, everything the last, you know, day or two. Uh, you had yeah. that Jeff Passan fucking ball tangling oh, tweet. Like, yeah. the Red yeah. Sox and Raphael Devers are in an yeah. agreement. And that's all that shows up at the top banner of your fucking phone. You yeah. click it open. It's just like, oh, one year, $17 million deal to avoid arbitration. And you're yeah. like, God fucking damn it. Like that, that made it even worse. But like it, at the end of the day, it makes it that much sweeter with everything. But yeah. that yeah. I, I think that's going to be something that's forgotten about here. But just like how much like we were teased about this for months really on end oh months it was a, it, this was a social experiment like this <laughs> was like we were basically already on the precipice of dire mental health because we lost bogarts and then yeah devers was completely unsigned as the friars hit a huge three right in tim john's face um, and then it was like, you know, it just dragged on and on and on. And then it felt, came out that they were like galaxies apart. And it was like, what the fuck, yeah. man? Like, this is a nightmare. What happened to this organization? And then it's just like the feeling of relief. It was unmatched. It was like, like seeing that text or seeing that tweet from passing was like the biggest, like just nuts ever. Yeah, and I, and another thing that when like before this Devers signing happened was like, you know, a few weeks back when like uh, they were asking Heim Bloom about it, and he was just like, well, you know, you know, we were definitely looking to sign him, but you know, and then he had that whole like within reason, and then it was like, oh, dude, like this yeah. is like there 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 could be something. This, this doesn't sound good within. I don't like no, that you're within right. reason kind of talk. Yeah. You're right. That that scared. The it's fuck just out. like obviously. Yeah. No one outside of Boston is going to feel bad for the Red Sox. They've won. They've had a lot of success, you know, the last decade plus. And um, but it, it when you're in like the, the Red Sox like nation circle, you're just like, you know, how much can we take with like all these guys like leaving and, you know, not knowing what's going to happen with, you know, the future of some of these guys and, you know, like Bogart's endeavors and. Then Bogarts walks, and then you you're down to Devers, and you're like, oh man, like what's gonna happen? There, there there's not there's so much you can take, um, yep. you know, with as a as a Red Sox fan with that. So it's just like Jack said, it's more of just like you can just finally breathe, and you know everything's good for now. I I, I think that their plan A was to sign Bogarts 
and nickel and dime Devers until the bitter end and like do like the whole Red Sox negotiating with Devers. And then when they lost Bogarts, it was almost a foregone conclusion that they were either throwing the absolute bag at Devers or that they were just selling the team because there is no possible way you can come back from losing Bogarts. Actually, to go to go back, yeah. trading Mookie Betts for Alex Verdugo, and then losing Bogarts for nothing, and then losing Devers for whoever it doesn't fucking matter. You could have got Ken Griffey Jr. for Devers. It doesn't matter. You can't keep him. You can't keep him at size. So there's no way you could have came back from. It. They would have had to sell the team. Literally, yeah, this, this, no, I, the, yeah. this is the biggest front office move the Red Sox have made since signing Manny Ramirez to a free agent contract. And I truly believe that. It's literally the biggest move ever. I mean, I think the next closest was what? David Price. And that was a hundred million dollars less. Like that was, I think literally a hundred million dollars less, almost like to the fucking million. And, you know, and we've kind of already mentioned this several times. You saw the whole song and pony with Mookie. You saw the whole song and pony uh, with fucking Bogarts earlier this year. So you couldn't have that happen a third time and, expect people to show up to the ballpark no people would can't. actually start canceling their season tickets like yeah people would stop buying the individual game tickets you'd literally see fenway park look like it did in 2020 when there was no fans there like <laughs> exactly. but, and, and even still you have to compete i mean it, the job is not done yet um you still have it, we we came in last last year uh, we have improved the bullpen the rotations arguably better arguably the same um and you know uh, now we have to replace Xander Bogarts as well. So um, it's going to be tough. It's an uphill battle. There's still time somehow. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's uh, yep. definitely a lot different mood than two weeks ago. Right. And we're like, like this this show, like all of us, we're, we're pretty much in the middle, like with Red, the Red Sox and, and Heim Bloom. Like, we're not like, all right, so like if the sports hub is like wicked far – toward the side of like hating the Red Sox, everything they do, yeah. like Dan Shaughnessy level, like he is, you know, he's like the ultimate Red Sox hater. And then you have like the other side of the spectrum, which is like that kid HVT where on Twitter, where he's just like, whatever the Red Sox do, he's just going to just gobble their nuts. Like we're pretty much in the middle. Like I'll criticize Heim Bloom when he does something bad and I'll, it does something good. But yeah, the challenge was, if the Red Sox lost Devers, then the middle ground people like us, then they would have lost us. Like, and that's who you're, you're like the people who love love the Red Sox and will will just deride any move they make are always gonna love them no matter what. They'll yeah. find some way to justify losing Devers. The people who hate the Red Sox, guess what? They're the ones that are saying that you know, oh, John Henry finally spent some money. Now they're not gonna spend any other you know any more money. Now they're going to cry broke for the next 11 years. Those people are always going to say some shit no matter what. We're kind of like in the middle. So you can't lose the middle people. That's my point. Right. You cannot because that's when you there, – there'll be tickets will be – take a drastic hit. Merchandise take a drastic hit. So they – they this is, like you said, the most important or the biggest deal in Red Sox history. It is. And yeah. even still, I mean, uh, great deal. I mean, Devers is worth every single penny. You still wish you saw this last spring training 
yeah. when they could have gotten for eight years two hundred million. They literally could have just saved a hundred million dollars if they did it, you know, even earlier this offseason for two fifty. So I mean, it could have even been worse. You know, let's say he goes out there and is a true MVP candidate, finishes top three, maybe even wins it this year. Like he could be making over four hundred million dollars by the yeah. what's said and done, especially yeah. entering free agency at the AGS. So yeah, the best time to do it was earlier. You can't really you know live in the past anymore. It's but um you know I think even if we went into spring training having this be a cloud over everything it would have been a narrative. It would have been a storyline. It would have um, I think been a thing all year until it was done and now that's something you don't have to worry about yeah that was the other thing it, it would have been impossible for this team to compete with devers on a one-year deal like the, that's all anyone would have been talking about that's the the vibe in the clubhouse would have been absolutely terrible they were if they were going to sign him i hate to say it but they would have had to trade him because it would have been yeah. just overbearing they would how brutal red sox fans would have been toward this team that team could have won uh, that next year if they didn't sign Devers 2020. They could win 110 games and fall within you know one win of the World Series. And all people would care about is or say is that ownership is cheap. You know, yep. sign Devers, whatever. Yeah, they 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 had to get it done. And um, Jack, Lay, like I mean, like you mentioned, if he went like the judge route and just kind of bet on himself, the price tag could have shot way higher. Than it is right now, but um, yeah, I mean they're in a pretty good uh, position. I guess they still have what like thirteen and a half million dollars to to spend. I think uh, the rest of this off season, like something like that, right around something there. Like that, yeah. And I don't think there, there's really not yeah. like anyone else I want, but it, I think who else? Who else is out there to sign? Like, Carlos Correa, like third times the charm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Carlos <laughs> yeah. Correa. Yeah. So I mean. I feel like at this point, like you can even make a trade for Domus or uh, Young Sum Kim and like, you know, stay under that tax still, which would be ideal. If you need to go over the deadline because the team's on the edge, you can still do that. You know, uh, Stevie Cohen showed that, you know, money isn't real, especially when you're no. fucking billionaire. So, right. you know, at the end of the day, um, it, it sucks that we went over last year. We probably could have even done a whole lot more if we were just like saying, fuck it, balls to the wall. Um, but you know, you do have to plan for the long-term future, you know, and now we have planned for that long-term future for the next decade. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, you look at now this lineup for the next few years, if you add one or two more good solid pieces, maybe you upgrade in a position, like maybe you upgrade in the outfield and like you, you replace Verdugo or, you know, whatever. Now you got a lot of guys in that lineup that can get on base, that don't strike out a lot, that hit a ton of doubles, and just work the count, like, relentlessly. And it's all anchored by Rafael Devers. And it really makes you, like, think, like, okay, you know, it, there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of room to grow. So I think this team is is a, you know, contender for a World Series. 2023? No, I don't. Um, are they, do I think they're going to be a little bit better than we think? Yeah, I, I, I actually do. I do. Yeah. But, I mean, you probably would have said the same thing entering the 2021 season. And, you know, we be, we were two wins away from World Series. And I think if we got there, you know, 
who knows what could have happened. So I think this team very much underperformed last year. We had no production at first base. We had uh, no production really from the entire outfield at all since Kike was out uh, for most of it. Um, We got, you know, very few. uh, We got almost no production from the bullpen, which is dramatically improved. So, I mean, if honestly we had the bullpen that we did now, like halfway through the year, we would have had, what, half a dozen less blown saves, maybe four or five more wins. You add on to the team and, uh, you know, maybe you get over that hump. Maybe you make a wild card spot. But instead, you know, we're in such a middle ground where, you know, oh, do we sell JD? Do we sell Rich Hill? Do we do we, you know, trade Christian Vasquez? Do we add on to the bullpen? You know, it was very much of an awkward middle ground. So I feel like there's a lot more defined pieces now that uh, are going to make us a little bit more stable than even in the last two, three years, even. Yeah. And, and, you know, listen, there is some guys on the 2021 team that, you know, uh, in 2022 that, like, I'll definitely always think fondly of. But let's face it, last year, there were a lot of fucking crybabies on this team. I mean, Nathan Evaldi yeah. crying about Kevin Pointy yeah. getting DFA. I mean, one of the worst goddamn catches <laughs> in the fucking league. I mean, <laughs> you're really going to cry about that. You're, you know, you're supposed to be like the leader of the staff. You're supposed to be like the ace, so to speak. And I love Nate. He's awesome. He, he pitches with so much balls. And, I, you know, I've heard he's just an awesome professional. But, like, stop being a fucking crybaby. Same thing about, like, when Vasquez got traded. You know, like you're you're not close to a playoff spot. You're not too far up, but you're not close. You're gonna trade somebody yeah. that's on a one year deal. I mean, it should have been it should have been uh, Vasquez and JD. But yeah, like I understand not wanting to trade JD, but man, Vasquez. People complain about fucking Christian Vasquez, and then all it all while you upgraded at catcher, <laughs> like you up you yeah. upgraded. We're trading Jake Diekman away. Right. Maybe the most Jake. forgettable Red Sox of all time. Yeah. I already forgot he was on. Like, the only reason we'll ever remember Jake Diekman is because we got Reese McGuire out of it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think he's going to be great. I- I'm excited for a full season of <laughs> of Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just as long yeah. as you don't leave him unaccompanied in a... In a no, yeah, don't, no, no parking lots, dude. Yeah. Our yeah. <laughs> parking lots. I'd like to see Reese McGuire's reaction to the Devers extension. Maybe it, based on his track record, it's probably the same as mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Except I do that in well, private, Reese. Yep. He just like me for real. He just like me for real. <laughs> <laughs> It honestly, like this group of Red Sox players, feels like me or you could be on this team right now. And like this, not even like I've said that about like bad teams before. You know, like ah, who's pitching tonight? But it feels like you know, if I was like, or any of us were to walk into that clubhouse, we'd be like, yeah, no, like we belong here. It's almost like American Psycho, where you just yeah. like, wear a suit and like you can walk yeah. in wherever. Like if you just wore the Red Sox uniform, you'd be like, yep, I belong here. <laughs> Now, you know, listen, I'm excited for something different. I mean, 2021 was awesome, but, you know, at the end of the day, they did not win a World Series. They didn't even make it to a World Series. Was it a good year? Of course it was. 
but you kept the guys that wanted to be here and you got rid of the guys that clearly, you know, maybe really didn't. And that's fine with me. I, I wish Bogarts was still on the team. Obviously, I wish Bogarts yeah. was on the team forever. And that'll be one that'll hurt for a long time. But, you know, it's something we'll get we'll get over. And I'll tell you what, in 10 years, when Bogarts is getting pretty much the same amount as Raffy Devers, like 5 million difference, right? We'll be saying, wow, I'm really glad they picked Devers. Although, yeah. you never should have to pick between them. But if I had to pick between the two, it's, it's Devers 100%. Like, not even close. I yeah, always thought it was going to be one of the two. Like I, there were spe- I should say entering in this uh, off season because at one point, you know, it was realistically you could have had both if you signed them both to team friendly deals last year and you just kind of bit that bullet. But you know, I really actually thought we were going to sign uh, Rafi or sorry, sign Bo- uh, Bogarts over Rafi and uh, you know just kind of play out the 2023 season and see how it goes, you know, but, uh, you know, in that literally month limbo where you had, you lost, uh, Bogarts on that, obviously massive overpay from San Diego. I am not sure I would have wanted to pay Bogarts to age 41, you know, right. Uh, but, uh, you're only paying Rafi till his mid thirties, you know, which is something that, uh, is very much of a luxury. If you look at a lot of the free agents like judge and, Korea, maybe we don't know yet, yeah. and uh, Bogart and everybody else that um, you know, team. If he hit that free agent market, he would have gotten a 13 14 million dollar or 14 or 13 14 year deal at yeah. close to 400 million dollars, probably. Yeah, now the, now the question becomes you have some more money coming off the books sooner rather than later, you know, Chris Sale. Um, JD's gone. Who, who else? Who else? Who else is getting paid decent money? I mean, I think David Price just came off the books too. Yeah, David Price did come off. Um, yeah, Ken, Ken. Yeah, you got Kenley for two years. Kenley's two years. Yeah, you got Justin Turner for two years. So, I mean, it, you're kind of positioning yourself where, in like, in two years, you'll have a lot of financial flexibility to you know, pair Devers with another superstar. And he'll only be, what, 28, 29? Yeah. In two years when these yeah. guys are, are off the books. So, you know, I think that what the Red Sox are doing is fine. Um, I think there was a lot of overreaction, you know. But um, I'm yeah. excited to see the, the new, at least, formula that they've kind of put into place. Yeah. And here's the thing. If the Red Sox rotation is good, if Sale is good, if Bayo is good, then this team's going to fuck. It's going to fuck a yeah. lot of ass. <laughs> Whitlock. <laughs> exactly. Whitlock. Whitlock. Then yeah. you got like Paxton. And you got like, you know, Corey Kluber is going to be a huge part of this rotation. And then we you haven't got, even like, talked about him. Yeah. yeah. Then you got Pavetta. So, I mean, if the rotation can be good, this team's going to fuck ass. Now you have a closer, too. Don't forget about that. You have a closer. Yeah. The closer is the, the big. We have a closer. Huge. We have a setup man uh, in uh, Chris Martin. You know, yep. you kind of forget about that, that it happened at kind of the first thing in the offseason. But yep. that's going to be a really big piece, too. Uh, what, Julie Rodriguez, he's going to be, you know, our lefty moving forward. Yep. Um, so, you know, you might even see, like, 
someone like Pavetta or someone like Winkowski or somebody or Seabold, you know, maybe take up a step in that uh, bullpen as well, depending on, you know, how things shape, uh, shake up and everything. But uh, that I feel like probably more than in the last few years, we have more depth than really ever before. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would agree. I would definitely agree. So Kluber. Yeah. A little one year. Solid deal. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's a good, you know, veteran presence. I mean, not obviously, you know, he's not the Corey Kluber from, you know, like four or five years ago. But, you know, you got him to add some depth to this rotation, which is always a good thing, um, especially when you have guys like, you know, Chris Sale, that's, <laughs> you know, struggle to stay healthy. It's good to have, you know, a little bit of added insurance. So, yeah, can't you know you can't really hate that signing. So. No, I, I I I love it, and I think he's an improvement over Waka. Um, I know Waka had a very good year; he had a better year than Kluber. Uh, but Waka is a huge candidate to come back down to earth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. yeah, I like the Kluber deal more now than I liked the Waka deal a year ago. Like I yeah, me too. didn't like the walk deal. I ate a lot of crow on that uh, at the end of the day and ended up being, you know, great. And I'm sure he's going to end up, you know, with the pay raise and everything. But I think, you know, Corey Kluber, Boston guy, you know, you don't really see that. Like you saw yeah. a lot of guys, you know, take home down discounts in Texas and Florida and everything this year. But like the only guy yeah. from Boston other than Rich Hill was Corey Kluber. And, uh, you know, it almost felt like inevitable that he was going to play his career at some point here. Uh, um, and, you know, it's happening now. Uh, hopefully you can get, uh, you know, a lot out of that. And maybe even, you know, a second year out of that, depending on how everything goes. But in terms of solid depth, uh, in, in terms of like a solid starter, he's about as good uh, bang for your buck as you're going to get on the free agent market. Um, and, you know, it helps you stay under that luxury tax if that's the desired route that we're going to end up taking. Yeah, I think it. I think it is. You know, after looking at this off season and seeing kind of uh, like obviously there's no big free agents left, but with the exception of Correa, which he's not really left. And um, yeah, they're 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 definitely going to try and stay under. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. Maybe like the the thing about the, the Red Sox that I do appreciate is they're not like. It, it's frustrating and it and it's and it's nice, but they don't have a plan, which is is you know sounds bad, but it it can be good too because like if something falls into their lap, where you know it causes them to go over the luxury tax by a little bit, but it's really good for the future of the organization. Then I think they would do it, you know. So like I think they're flexible with their strategy, um, which can be like shitty because it's like now it seems like they have no direction, but. Um, I think it's overall good, you know? Yeah. And who knows, even if we go into spring training, you know, a few million under, maybe you do give that, uh, like, six, seven-year deal just to avoid arbitration to Brian Bayo or Tristan Casas and, uh, you know, make sure that's not going to be an issue again. Maybe do yeah. something what the Braves have done, kind of like you have mentioned a thousand times on this podcast before. But, right. um, <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, there it, it, now you can kind of see more of the plan, not only for this year, but moving forward as well. So 
it's it's a very big confidence boost after a lot of confidence blows uh, this offseason. Yeah. <laughs> no, well put. Well put. Wow. Well, Shakespeare over here. Yeah, it was nice. Well, <laughs> What do you guys think? You wanna you wanna call it or what? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you know we like kind of was saying there's still trades to be made. Uh, the farm system's still looking as strong as ever. Uh, I'm sure you know. Uh, we'll make a move soon. It just kind of makes sense that like what else is there left? Like, I you're not waiting on any free agents. Like you kind of almost right. command the trade market. Yeah, no, you do. You do. Let him cook, like we said a couple weeks ago. Yeah, let him cook. Let him get get him in the kitchen. It's time. He needs to make a deal. He needs to. He needs to make like that trade where it's like, holy fuck, this guy is a really genius Jew. Like, yeah, you know, like (laughs) he he needs that moment. Like he's made some decent trades. Like there hasn't been like some. There hasn't been terrible. I mean, he he, like the Hunter Renfro trade was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, the Pavetta trade was pretty good, but um, yeah, we just we just need him to cook. Just get in the kitchen. He, he cooked up something nice today, but we need a little bit more. We need a We're little not more. full yet. We need a little more. We need some more swindling. This was like easy. Like I could have done this. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You could have yeah. put me in high blue spot, and I would have said, "Yeah, this makes a lot of sense to the team. Like, let's do this as soon as possible." Like, what I won't be able to do is like fleece the Milwaukee Brewers for you know Corbin Burns and Willie Adams. That's something I probably yeah. won't be able to do. So he, that's where he he needs to do that. He's got it in him. I believe. We'll see. We're not it's done yet. Happen. We're not done yet. Yeah. But good little emergency pod. We needed to you know obviously record. We uh, hopefully we'll have some more specials throughout the off season. There was just nothing to talk about. Really, for the last month. No, or yeah. Other than you like, can't force, you can't force like we're not going to have an emergency. It was depressing. Corey Kluber. Yeah. You can't force emergency five. Corey Kluber signed. Can't, can't force content, but now it's something to talk about. And, and we'll start doing some previews as it gets a little closer and talking about team and spring training and talking about some lineups. But for now, it's not that far off that. from uh, spring training. And truck day so, for all you perverts that celebrate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a truck day special. We'll be at Fenway. Oh, you sick, twisted fucks. We'll be at McCoy for truck day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Eric Hope test. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Go, on, go Friars. Burrito forever. Go yeah. Friars. That's right. <laughs>